Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel and the world of fairies. We are now on the Fs. And our first one is the Fachan, also known as the Fachen, the Fajin, and Peg Leg Jack. A breed of fairy from West Highlands of Scotland. The Fachan are described as being ugly. A hand protrudes from the chest. Thick fur covers their body and they have only one leg and eye. They dress in a girdle of deer skins, donned in a mantle of blue feathers, as they are jealous of fairies capable of flight. Some law claims the Fachan are so physically repulsive, seeing one may induce a heart attack. An expert leaper, the Fachan are not nearly as agile as a person. Known for their malevolent disposition and hating all living things, they carry a spiked club they use liberally when chasing people out of their territory. It will also use its clubs or wickedly spiked chain to destroy an entire orchard in a single night. A Fachan, from the popular Highland tale, is told of Nesnas Macallan. Feda, also known as Heda and Hadada. Feda is the provincial word in both Italian and Spanish languages for fairies. In the south of France, the Feda were considered to be a species of fairy well known to take a human lover. If a man who had a Feda for a lover ever married a mortal woman, his bride would die before the marriage could be consummated. Fafnir. Fafnir was a son of the magician dwarf king and he also had brothers in Norse mythology. The most aggressive and strongest of the brothers was Fafnir and he was blessed with a fearless soul and a powerful arm. He also wore the Aegis helmet and he guarded his father's house of gems and gold. Driven by greed, Fafnir killed his father in front of his two sisters for possession of the horn and transformed into a dragon to better guard it. Ultimately, he was slain by the cultural hero Sigurd. Fair family. Variations. Fair folk. Tilleftag. The term fair family is a euphemistic phrase used by the Welsh when referring to the fairies. Fair lady. A very powerful species of fairy from Hungarian folklore. A fair lady will often shapeshift into a beautiful horse, naked woman, or a long-haired woman dressed in white, looking like a typical housewife. These fairies will walk through a town looking for a home to stay in. When invited into one, it will cast a spell and strike the homeowner deaf, mute, or worse. Each fair lady also has a magical platter, some item enchanted, such as a spoon, an actual platter, or even a puddle of water on the ground. Anyone who touches one of these platters will fall under its injurious and malicious spells. To see a fairy lady is an omen of our times approaching when one is seen. It's often said she is dancing in the rain or flying in endless through the sky. Known to steal children, the fair ladies have an irresistible singing voice. They were used to lure a man into its arms and then systematically dance to death. Like many of the fae, the fair ladies are repelled by church bells, 
the use of the Lord's name and also human laughter. Mm. So there you go. All you need to do is laugh. Bingo. You've scared that one away. <laughs> and we're not going to do the word fairy because, as I said, fairy in general, remember, is not the meaning for a single being. A fairy in general is the meaning of many beings, not just one. It just means otherworldly beings. That's all it means. Fairy bush. In British fairy law, any bush growing in the direct path of a fairy reed or a fairy trail was called a fairy bush and considered untouchable. Some of those plants remained intact for ages. Common species of fairy bushes were elderberry, holly, maybush, rowan and whitethorn. If ever the wood of one of these bushes was burned for fuel, it would spit sparks and send forth a noxious stream which would cause anyone who inhaled it to linger in sickness before they finally died. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> fairy Fort Found all over Ireland, a fairy fort was the remains of a hill fort or some other circular dwelling. Most of these locations date back to the Iron Age. At one time, there were said to be as many as 60,000 such locations over the country. Fairies were said to frequent these locations, thereby giving the name. It was believed damage to these ancient sites would anger the fairies who dwelt within. It would cause some disaster to befall the perpetrator. Fairy forts were also believed to be entryways to fairyland. Fairy Godmother, also known as a fairy godmother was a good-natured fairy, first popularised in the French fairy tale Cinderella, from the latter half of the 17th century. The story's origin is ancient and unknown, but the fairy godmother was a concept well familiar to the peasants who believed fairies could be invited into a person's life and become an active participant in it. The fairy godmother as a character in folklore and fairy tales acts as a personal mentor, a surrogate mother, delivering a loving and nurturing relationship. Typically, the person being helped is a young maiden whose own mother is deceased. In the 18th century, she became a relentless moralist. The fairy godmother will help the maiden achieve her goal and fulfil her needs, so she will be able to win her prize. Typically, the love and protection of her husband who will stand up for her against her enemies and help her claim her birthright. In very old fairy tales, the fairy godmother is actually the returned spirit of the maiden's mother. Which is true, actually. You can go back and um, there's, like I said, there's, for the first Cinderella, no one really knows where it came from because it's a very old tale and it was only brought back in those centuries. But... If you go far enough back and research, the fairy godmother used to be the deceased mother returning in spirit form, which makes a lot of sense really to me. Fairy loaf. A fairy loaf is, according to law, a loaf of bread a fairy gives to a mortal out of charity. The loaf will always remain fresh, never reduce in size, so long as some condition is met such as never revealing the source of the love or ensuring your children always eat a slice. Fossilised sea urchins are called fairy loaves 
And there is a saying in Norfolk, if you keep a fairy loaf, you will never want bread. Interestingly, fairies are also euphemism referred to as urchins. Fairy money. In all of folklore, legends and stories involving fairies and money, it is important to note the money they offer is perfectly good and by all measures actual currency, as long as the source of the income was kept a secret. Should ever the recipient of the gift tell anyone how he came into it, the money and all purchase with it would instantly vanish. Fairy of the Beech Woods In the fairy tale Prince Featherhead and the Princess Calendine by Lee Prince Mughal, the fairy of the beech woods, lived in a lonely valley where a kind but displaced king and queen took refuge with their infant son. The fairy put the royal family under her protection. The fairy of the beech woods lived in a leafy palace, an enchanted place filled with treasures. She had the ability to send dreams and mask visibly a person's appearance, causing them to appear unattractive. Hmm, it's interesting. The chariot that this fairy had um, was dressed with honeysuckle and jasmine. <clears throat> fairy of the Dawn. In the fairy tale, Fairy of the Dawn, um, this was Romanian, the nymph-like fairy of the dawn was the guardian of a fountain whose water contained magical properties. To reach the fountain, one must pass the three-headed fire-breathing dragon, defeat the evil Welwa goblin of the copper woods, the Welwa of the silver woods, and the Welwa of the gold woods. Safely pass through the frozen and icy kingdom of the goddess Mithwak. That's the feminine form of the... Roman god Mercury. They must pass safely through the kingdom of the goddess of thunder, Donastag, the feminine form of the Roman god Jupiter. And finally, through the kingdom of Venera, the feminine form of the Roman god Venus. <clears throat> it's interesting, isn't it, how we find that they do all connect when you think about it. They just have different names and... It's like whether they are um, man or woman, it doesn't matter. They all seem to blend together, really. Just have different names and different genders sometimes. Fairy Raid A fairy raid is a grand procession of the Fae, and such an event occurring is considered to be of great importance. Although a raid can occur any time of the year, they are especially significant when they occur on the onset of summer. Typically, these raids consist of fairies wearing their finest clothes and riding upon their favourite mounts that are equally adorned with replendent trappings. Sometimes ghosts and witches are said to accompany the fae. In ancient times, it was believed Gwenlonod, the fairy king, led many a fairy raid out of fairyland through a portal on Glastonbury Thor. And it's true. And should you ever come across a fairy raid then maybe do not try and make yourself known. Because <laughs> sometimes they're okay, sometimes they're not, you know? Fairy triad. In the Celtic fairy tradition, a fairy triad is a place where ash, oak and thorn trees are all growing together. When this occurs, it's considered to be a sacred grove and a place inhabited by the dryads. Carrying a small bundle of oak and thorn twigs mound together with black, red and white thread 
will offer protection against this fae. And again, that's something you have to try yourself and let us know. <laughs> Falarina. And Falarina is the other fate to her sister, Dragontina. They're very beautiful, um, but they're powerful and they are haughty and enchantresses. So they're kind of like a sign of divinity as well, though. And they can do all kinds of different magic. Fair, known as Socket, also Fal, was one of the many dwarves named in the Veluspa. Falserina, also known as Felicinda. Falserina is the fairy of fortune or gold in the Dona Marini. Later she becomes identified as the fairy of romance. Falserina falls in love with a beautiful mortal. Adonis, and keeps him as a prisoner in a garden of pleasure. In spite of her natural beauty and use of magical elixirs and spells, Adonis does not return her affections. Enraged, well, Valserina transforms a youth into a parrot and forces him to watch love scenes between Mars and Venus. Fand, a Manx deity absorbed in Irish mythology. Fand the greatest of the Irish fairy queens, the pearl of beauty, and a minor goddess of earthly pleasures, health, and the sea, was once married to Mananan, the god of the sea. When her husband abandoned her, Fand was challenged by three Fomorian warriors in a battle for control of the Irish sea. Unable to win, she beseeched the cultural hero Cuchulain to fight for her, but he would not agree to do so, unless she agreed to marry him. Reluctantly, the sea he consented. As soon as the two met, they fell deeply in love with one another. Mananan knew if a relationship between a fairy and a mortal continued, it would ultimately destroy the fae. Using his magical mantle, he erased the memory of the lovers from each other's minds. And there is variations of that story, just so we're clear. Many different variations, but that's just one of them. Fantine. In Swiss fairy law, in the springtime, the Fantines of the Valley would watch over and water the flowers as they bloomed, a type of nature spirit. The Fantines were also concerned with the welfare of the herds that grazed in the alpine pastures. Fadarik. Fadarik was a fairy, practical joke from Irish folklore, and he presides over evil dreams and nightmares. Far for death. In the folklore of Brittany, the far for death sprite is a species of goblin or lutin. These small furry kindly fairies not only guard treasure but also help out around the house, but sometimes they can be a little bit mischievous. Foravan was a green fairy dog from the folklore of Scotland. According to legend, it was as large as a two-year-old heifer and was once set loose on Hugh McLeod, who had stolen a fairy chalice. The dog will bay three times when on the hunt, pausing between each sonorous howl. The sound of it could strike fear in a man's heart. The tail of the farvan was said to sometimes curl up over its back, while other times 
It was braided in a long plait. The fairy dog was said to act as guardian to the entryway of fairyland and would accompany fairy women as they went out to fetch milk, moving in perfect silence. For Van's paw prints were as large as a man's hand. And then we move on to Fata, the Incantatrice. Italian poetry. There are two classifications of the fates. The first is benign and protective of mankind, while the other is malicious and seductive. The words fatta, incantatrice, and maga are used freely and interchangeably to describe each group of these beings. So, for example, there's fatta della fonte. One of the, is one of the fates from the poem, and it's in 1495 it was written. Um, she assists Mandrecado in obtaining the love of Hector. Then there's Fata Morgana, said to be the sister of King Arthur, and taught magic by the sorcerer Merlin. Fata Morgana was introduced as a fate in Matteo Maria, Bordeaux's epic poem. Again, 1495, called Orlando in Love. Initially as Lady Fortune, she is portrayed as an enchantress in the poem. In Tasso, her three daughters are introduced also, Cavalier, Nivetta and Morganetta. Fatta Morgana is also said to be the fairy presumed to have caused the mirages in the straits of Messina. Then there's also the fate Fatta Silvanella. Um, she is presented as an enchantress as well, but together they are actually called the Fates. Fati or Fatit are also known as Miren. This is a type of birth fairy from southern Albanian law. Beautiful and extremely powerful, these female fairies are small enough to ride on the back of a butterfly. It was believed Three fatit appear to a child three days after its birth to determine its destiny. Those are the fairies that you would associate looking like Tinkerbell, basically. A fawn, faunus, a faunus. A fairy animal from Roman mythology. The fawn is often associated with Greek satires and the Greek god Pan or faunus. Described as a horned human from the waist up and a goat from the waist down. This nature spirit would guide those who were lost in the woods or terrorise those who travelled through the woods. It depends on the fairies, you know, whimsy, how it feels. <laughs> Fauns, the fairy creatures, should not be confused with the Roman god Faunus, nor the goddess Fauna. Little bit different, you see. Not quite the same, I'm afraid. Fia Dorig, Fia Darig, also known as Fia Dirk, Fia Dirk, and Donegal. Fia Darig, meaning red man, is a fairy from Irish folklore, and his appearance actually really does vary, but is said to look like a wizened gnome, standing only two and a half feet tall. Longrea wears a scarlet coat and a sugarloaf hat. He goes from home to home and begs to warm himself by the fire. Good luck falls to those who let him in. When Fiodorag has red hair, it is said he is a practical joker. However, when this fae 
wears all red and calls himself Fier Dirk of Donegal, is especially ill-behaved. Not only is he a practical joker, but will use cruel and evil hallucinations in some law. Fier Dirk is a species of fairy and not an individual being. Fier Gota, also known as Fa Gota, Gota Man. Irish folklore. The Fier Gota, Hungry Man, is a fairy spirit. Possibly the ghost of someone who has died of hunger. Standing by the roadside, he begs for food. Anyone who gives him an offering is blessed with good fortune. However, it is believed in um, Keturbrid, a fiagota is a sudden onset of hunger occurring to a person while they travel through the mountains. If this hunger is not quickly satisfied, the situation could be fatal. So, I guess what that's saying is, if they don't eat when they are hungry and travelling, then it, they'll turn sort of insane or you turn into one of those fairies, I guess. <clears throat> That's kind of what it means anyway. Um, I'm assuming. Fee, also known as Corrigans, Fetis and Fions. In Upper Britain, fairies are called Fees. However, in Brendan, fairies are divided into classes. The Fee fairies and the Nains dwarfs in Normandy. Fee will steal children and leave a changeling in its place. Don't they all do that though, more or less? Feorin. The Feorin are a type of very small fairy found in the folklore of England. They are described as wearing green coats and red hats. The Feorin love to dance inside fairy rings. Fils de Hulles. The Fils de Hulles, fairies of the hills or billows. In Upper Britain, they lived in grottos or natural caves along the sea cliffs, particularly near Saint Cast. They are said to be stone fairies and dress themselves in all the colours of the rainbow. Before a storm, their fairy queen will leave their fairy land and head up a fairy raid upon a boat made from Nautilus of the South Seas. Her boat is drawn by twin crabs. The Fenodere, also known as the Fenodere, 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 and the Folgiagaste. They're a species of brownie from the Isle of Man, sort of meaning a nimble mower. They're an expert farming fairy. They were extremely strong and were said to take great enjoyment in ploughing fields, reaping crops, sowing seeds. At night, during snowy weather, they would gather in the sheep for the family. Fialfi, in Ireland, the locals who reside around Lugia, believed the red-haired dwarf Fialfi was the ruler of the law and not Geroid. Fairfi, a highly skilled shapeshifter who often took the form of a beaten sihi or brownie, was born from the son of Egobel, the brother to the fairy queen Anne. They were, apparently these fairies were expert uh, three-string harpists and when it was played like sleep music, everyone who heard it would fall into a very deep sleep. But when he played something like delightful music, laughter music, Listeners would burst into fits of laughter. Wow, can you imagine that? Farusa. 
a synonym from Greek mythology. Fedusa was one of the Nereids, who sports in the devious contortions. She was born the daughter of Nerus and Doris. Fu Follet. In the fairy lore of Quebec, the few follets are species of injurious and vicious nature spirits that enjoy playing tricks on mortals. Described as looking like blue flame, these fairy spirits lure travellers into ponds, and then they intend to drown them. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Don't you just love how fairies seem to want to do a lot of bad? Not many seem to want to do a lot of good. Then again, they are just myths, guys. Don't believe everything you read. Generally, there is a way you can approach a fairy. And there is a way you should not approach a fairy. It's always best to just learn and go with your gut. Definitely. Thank you for listening to this part of the Encyclopedia of the World of Fairies. Please hit that like. Share if you can. And if you've not yet subscribed, please consider doing so. Many Blessings. Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel and the wonderful world of fairies. We are still on F. We are now on Fiastra, also known as Fiara, meaning eagle. So in Irish law, Fiastra and her three sisters were turned into swans by their jealous stepmother. The curse would remain until a man from the north married a woman from the southern island. It took 900 years for the condition to be met, freeing them. Unfortunately, within a moment, age and time caught up with them and they crumbled into dust and simply blew away in the wind. Fialar. Fialar was one of the many dwarfs named in the Voluspa. Fidiel. Fidiel is one of the Huath, a collective name for the malicious and monstrous waterfay in Scottish folklore. She is personification of the entangling marsh grass and reeds, singing a compelling and lovely song as it walks through the reedy edges of lakes. The voluptuous Fidiel will lure in her prey with a cold kiss and chilling embrace. It is said her victims die happily embraced in her arms. Mm. Fid, um, one of the many dwarfs named in the Voluspa. Filin, or File, was another one of the dwarfs also named in the Voluspa. Finfolk, in Cornwall, Scotland and Wales, the fin folk are small humanoid fae, tending to gardens underwater in the locks of Scotland. The anthropomorphic fairies tend to avoid all human contact. Find Joem, originally a goddess of goddess of Irish mythology, she was reduced in power and designated to the position of a fairy queen of Ulster after the introduction of Christianity. According to law, when she drew a cup of water up from the holy well, it contained a worm in it. Hoping to conceive a hero, she drank the contents, worm and all, and bore a son she named Connell, who, albeit not as powerful or memorable as his stepbrother, 
Coach Lane, he was indeed a hero. Finn, magician, another one of the dwarfs named in the Voluspa. Finn Kiev, fell of a benevolent and powerful fairy queen in Irish law. She was the tutelary protector of the family. The hero, Fiagal, came from. She promised her assistance at the utmost need. Finin. Finin was a sister of the beautiful fairy queen Ain and the white lady of Lochgur. Finin was a banshee. Her fairy fort, Loch Finin, meaning Finin's Hill, was in Munster Island, the highest on the lake shore, was called Knock Fennel, Hill of Fennel, and was one of her fairy faults. Ivalde, also known as Finir. Finir in Norse mythology is named as being one of the um, Josulfar, the sons of Ivalde, the dwarfs, were the ones who created many of the magical items of the gods, including the golden wig of Sif, the ship, um, the spear of Odin. Finar was a son, has a son named Slefu, who is allied to Vafir. Finvara, a fairy king. Finvara rules the Connaught fairies of Ireland and the land of the dead. His fairy wife and queen is Onla or Nula. It's uh, very conflicting sources regarding who the queen is, what her name is. And together, they are the supreme king and queen of the Sihi. The fairy queens in Hayaban and Cleodna owe their allegiance to him and to his queen. Fear Shilis, also known as Merry Dancers, Nimble Men, and Perry Dancers. The Fear Shilis of Scottish Highlands are two clans of fairies who are at war. Their fairy chiefs are fighting for the love of the fair lady. When the Aurora Borealis or Northern Lights is bright red, it is a pool of blood from the warring chiefs. Heliotrope, or Heliotrope, depends how you want to pronounce it, that's Bloodstone. Um, is said to be splashed with the blood of the wounded fairies. There is also the belief that Fiatulis are fallen angels who were arrested before they arrived on earth. Fear Darig, also known as Fear Dergs, Fear de Hirga and Rat Boys, a species of the Formorian, meaning red man. They are malevolent, malicious practical jokers. Possibly originating in Scotland, these Irish fairies are described as looking rather rat-like, having dark hair and skin, fat-bodied, long snouts and skinny tails. The clothing they wear is extremely shabby and worn, looking as if it were pulled from a sewer. They are carrion eaters, preferring fish. Typically, these fairies can be found along polluted coastlines, at coastal ruins in damp rafts or in marshes near the sea. When they can, they deeply enjoy the warmth of a fireplace. Some law claims that they were once humans and unfortunate individuals who had wandered into fairyland and are now trying to warn others not to do the same. Unfortunately, their way of thinking has changed and in attempting to warn they end up using deadly tricks in an attempt to convey their message. That's why they seem so, um, you know, evil. They're not really... They're just trying to warn people, apparently. Fear bogs, 
There's many different names for Borage, Itetuapa, rent paying people, Gamarade. Tradition says there were five different colorizations of Ireland, all of which are said to have originated in Mediterranean. The first two people were the Pathalons and the Nemedians. After a point, about half of the Nemedians returned to their homeland as slaves. There, they were forced to carry soil from the plains of Thrace up to the mountainside to enrich the quality of soil in the vineyards, earning them the name of Fibols, men of the leather sack. Eventually, these uncultured people returned to Ireland, ugly, dark-eyed and skinned. Forty years later, the Tuatha de Dianon arrived. Yochad had a premonition of the coming of the Tuatha de Dianon. Fearful, he decided these newcomers to the land were destined to be his enemy and prepared for war. The Tuatha de Dianon demanded half of the island to be given to them. And when Yochnen refused, they went to war. After five days of battle, the Fearbolgs, who had the advantage of heavy spears and overwhelming numbers, lost to the more skilled and highly trained invaders. Yochid was slain in the conflict, conquered and subdued. They were not wholly driven off. Fairisin, also known as farm fairies, farin fairies, and the harvesters. The Isle of Man, the Fairisin, are solitary fairies, known to assist farmers, but are not always successful, as they are not very intelligent. Described as nude and having patches of coarse brown hair, hibernating throughout the winter, these fae are seen in fields, about to be worked, or the newly worked fields. Fith, one of the many dwarfs named in the Valuspa. Fisura, in the fairy law of Chile, the Fiora, is a goblin, the only daughter of Codenia and the woman of the Viral, Trauco and Thrall, so ugly women cannot resist his sexual advances. Fiora is described as ample breasts, long hair, but a hideous face. A breath is so foul it can cause backaches, lameness, and even a scar on an individual. An irresistible seductress, Coquettishly, she bathes in water cascades, combing out her dark hair with a crystal comb. Afterwards, she lounges nude on the bed of moss, sunbathing. Those who she pursues, by be they animals or man, are driven insane after her sexual desire is sated. Those who manage to rebuff her have a spell cast upon them. Well, that's not very nice, is it? Um, then we have Flan Udefe, also known as Flan Uifadak, an Irish fairy king, and he eloped with the Queen of Tara after only spending one night with her, apparently. But they eloped straight after. Flora, also known as Cloris, which can be spelt with a C or a K, the nymph of springtime and of the mythical islands of the blessed in the river Okinos. Flora is associated with vegeta- vegetation, especially grains. According to Ovid's sixth book, epic poem, Fasti, Flora was literally swept off her feet by Zephyrus, a wind of one of the cardinal points. 
After their marriage, Flora carried spring with her. Zephyrus gave her domination over the flowers. The Flower Fairy During the 18th century, fairies were associated with flowers and were seen as beautiful. Capricus, gentle, willful. Nature Sprites Flower fairies love beauty and luxury and old in absolute contempt, the very idea of economy and thrift. These fairies deeply enjoy bathing in fresh water, flattery and offerings of food and wine left out for them. No matter how much they drink, they cannot become drunk. So those they are like typical fairies that you want to imagine them as, that's what a flower fairy would be, if you believe in that sort of stuff. For a giant, a hideous, humorless, stone-throwing giant of the Isle of Man. They hunt and devour cattle, and like many of the fae, they are unstable to cross. They are unable to cross running water due to them not being stable enough. Folly or Follette. They live in the homes of those who dwell out in the country of northern France, Although invisible, the pelt people with domestic utensils, sticks and stones, the voice of the fairies can also be heard. The follet, once they attach to a location, cannot be driven off, not even by an exorcism. <laughs> Follette. On the island of Sicily, the Follette are weather fairies. To light and small, they are almost invisible, riding upon grasshoppers and playing a game similar to polo. The Follette have backward-facing toes, and love to call up hailstorms. Their laughing can be heard over the downpour, completely oblivious to mortals. It appears the Follette call up storms for their own amusement. Formorian, also known as Formorians, or Formur. At one point in time, the Formorians were a fairy race, ruling over the country of Ireland long before the Great Flood, and were skilled in magical arts. They were a warlike people and ruled the land with brutality. The Formorian were literally driven off the land and into the sea by the invading Tuatha Danon. Over time, these fairies began to de-evolve, and their physical appearance changed into misshapen bodies with an animal-like appearance. No two were alike. Some having one leg while another had three. Some had the head of a man while the other had the head of a goat. These monstrous Formorians became foul-tempered, uncultured and unintelligent. Hmm. That's interesting. Fossagrin. And there's variations. Fossagrin. Um, Watfogrim. And Stromkari. So the Fossagrin are a species of Norwegian fairy guarding waterfalls as they play the harp and sing, described as looking like small but perfectly formed and physically attractive humans. Their feet taper off into misty nothingness. They're unpredictable by nature and they can change both their mood and gender at a moment's notice. So be careful with them. Fountain fairies, the Naiad. Fountain fairies, as home of the greatest ancient Greek epic poet wrote, they preside after perennial springs. And there are absolutely many fountain fairies out there. But wherever there is a spring near mountains, there is your mountain fairy. Which is interesting, but there's so many to mention anyway. 
Frau Holm. In Germany, Frau Holm, mother spirit, was likely at one time a goddess reduced to the status of fairy. She has the ability to confer fertility on women who wish to conceive a child. Frau Holle is believed to live on the bottom of a pond where she tends to a beautiful garden of flowers and fruits. Oftentimes this fae will give visitors to her pond with cakes or pastries. Babies are also said to be delivered up from her pond. Frau Holle will take advantage of children who walk near to the edge of her territory, pull them down into the water with her. Good children are said to live a life of fortune and well-being beneath the waves, while she transforms naughty children into changelings for later use. An extremely tidy individual, it is said when it snows, Frau Holle is shaking out her feather bed. She will reward diligent spinners with new needles and doing some of their work for them while punishing lazy spinners with dirtying and tangling their flax. Housewives who do their work well will sometimes find a silver coin on the bottom of their pail, placed there by Frau Holle, as a reward for their hard work. Each year she takes a walk through the fields and meadows, making them bountiful. However, she will also lead her hounds on a wild hunt through the forest. A pack will tear apart any unfortunate human or benign fairy that they do come across. It is just their way. The next is Frau Wacholda, a goblin, hammerdryad of the juniper tree. Frau Wacholda of Germany fairy law is called upon to make thieves give up their ill-gotten gains. It is believed if a person who was robbed goes to the juniper tree, bends down one of its branches to the ground, and pins it there with a stone, the thief will present himself and return the stolen item. Well, I've not tried that. If anybody's tried that, do let me know. I'd like to know if that actually works. Frid, Fridian, Fridic, and Frideg, all the same. Highlands of Scotland. The Frid are said to be fairy creatures dwelling inside rocks and living off breadcrumbs and milk spilt in the ground. Hmm. That's not a nice thing, is it, to live off, really? Fridur, beautiful or fine, was the beautiful daughter of the giant. Thyase, and the human woman, Dofri. Her father was slain by the hero, um, I think it was Sufolami, with his magical sword, Teofing. With her father slain, Frid was taken by Suafolami, by the person who slayed her dad, basically. Frosty. Frosty, one of the many dwarves named in the Voluspa. Obviously, that's where it comes from, you know. I mean, as a general rule, anyway, it's not that you wouldn't know that because it seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? Fulanga. Fully long or tall, or tall enough. Another one of the dwarves named in the Voluspa. And there's many. Fundin is another one. Um, Fundin meaning found was another dwarf in the Voluspa also. But there are thousands in the in in. You know, there are thousands of them. So to name them all, I don't think I'll be doing. Just because there is actually that many guys. And there really is many, many dwarfs named in the Velospa. Just like there's many different nymphs in Greek mythology. And dryads and hamadryads. And there's also many different dwarfs named in the Velospa. 
and the Velospa is easy enough to find. I have a copy of the Velospa myself, so if you are ever interested in knowing these contents, then it's quite easy to find the Velospa, um, and I'm sure if that's what you're interested in, you could just look at the whole book rather than me have to tell you all the dwarfs that are in there, because ideally I want to do the rest of the worldwide fairies more than just sort of the goblins in that one book. Anyway guys, that is the end of the fairies in F that we are doing. So when we come back, we will obviously move on. Please hit that like, share if you can, and also please consider subscribing if you have not yet done so. Thank you for joining me and many blessings.